This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we are taking a look at the women's soccer team's outstanding start to the season. The volleyball and field hockey teams picked up NASCAC wins last week, and the men's soccer team earned a crucial draw. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The football team fell to defending NESCAC champion Trinity by a count of 51 to nothing on Saturday. The Bobcats look to bounce back this weekend when they host Tufts at 1 p.m. Talking with the head coach of the Bobcats, Mark Harriman, here on the Bobcast. And so, a game against Trinity, a game like that, do you try to take it as like a learning experience for the team, or do you just kind of like say, forget about this, throw it away, we're going to move forward here? Yeah, well, actually, we talked about that as a staff yesterday, and, and, um, you know we're still really young in a lot of positions, and we need to we need to you know look at the tape tonight with the team, and and um, guys need to get better at what they're doing. You know, I mean there, there's when you play a really good team, and, and again not taking anything away from them because they are an exceptional team. Um, you know, we, we did a lot of things that didn't put us in great position to to play a, a quality team like that. And, you know, again the. The first quarter is with field position with, uh, is just you know something that that between the interception, the fumble, uh, you know the the long punt return. There's there's a lot of points right there. And then you know we had the we had a stop and we we ended up running into the kicker and then you know they get the ball back again. So things like that are just you know to a certain extent things in our control um, that we need to do a better job taking care of the football and, and understanding you know position and things like that. One player that really stood out to me in this game was Jason Lopez. Uh, he was returning kicks there. Uh, he had that explosive return up the middle where he made that really nice cut. Looks like he's going to be a pretty impactful player uh, very soon, if not right now, huh? Yeah, Jason's, you know, he's done a great job. He's really starting to pick the offense up. He'll get, you know, more snaps this week on offense. Um, certainly, you know, continue to do a great job for us on special teams. And and uh, we absolutely feel he's going to be a, a very special player for us. I know people are interested in you know, Frank Williams, what his status is. Obviously, did not play in this particular game. Um, what, what, what's his status right now? Well, he's out for another week. Um, after that, it's probably, honestly, week by week. It depends how he comes back. I know he's working hard with the, you know, with physical therapy and rehab to get back to uh, where he needs to be. But again, it, you know, part of that's um, just a matter of time. So, uh, we're, you know, we're hopeful in a couple of weeks he'll be back. And then what's Sandy's status? I know he had to leave the game there. It looked like because of an injury, and uh, uh, Matt came on. I thought Matt did a pretty decent job managing the game. What did you thought about that? Yeah, I mean, San, you know, Sandy's almost the same injury as, as Frankie, so he'll be, you know, he'll, be, he'll probably be a few weeks. Um, Matt did a good job. You know, as obviously like everybody else on our team, there's things that, that he needs to do a better job with. Um, you know, but again, that's obviously a very visible position, so some, sometimes – what what you know a quarterback does good and bad compared to what the the right guard does is is night and day difference but they're still the same con you know so what we need to do and take care of the you know take care of the little things and and progress 
So it sounds like Matt's going to be the starter this week because Sandy's going to be out. Is that? Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. okay. So what do you think a full week of starters reps will mean for him? Well, he gets plenty of reps in practice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so I, I don't, you know, again, we'll, we'll, Matt will give us everything he has and, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, try to make sure we put him in positions where he can be successful. And, and like I said, he's a real competitor and I'll know he'll go out there and give us everything he has. Any other players who you thought performed pretty well there on Saturday? Yeah, you know it's it's hard to 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 uh, look at that because as I I told uh, the team afterwards, you know a, a loss like that comes down from everybody from me on down, and you know I certainly got to do a better job. Our assistants got to do a better job, and every guy on this team, whether they're the guys that are out there for eighty plays on Saturday or they're the guys that are trying to get us ready during the week. Um, have to do a better job. I mean, you know, there, there's. I, I think we'll see some some really good improvement this week. You know, in some ways it was improvement uh, in certain certain areas. It just was really hard to see because the game got out of hand uh, really fast. But I think you know there there was some, um, especially offensively. I thought we, you know it, we moved the ball okay in early against a really good defense it's just a matter of again not shooting ourselves in the foot at times and and obviously the turnovers were you know really hurt us right you know turnovers that that they had the pick six and everything and but it seems like yeah like Flaherty and Baum in particular to me at least made some nice plays it seemed like on offense yeah yeah I mean you know again putting things into perspective uh some of those plays come against they're not their starters you know and so um, you know, we, we got to, again, I, I'm not questioning guys' effort or anything like that. I just think we got to do, you know, when, when the money's on the line and it's still a game, we got to make sure we're executing then. Well, so Tufts this weekend, a team you've had some close battles with in recent years. Uh, what's, I mean, I know that this team's been oh, this close to beating them recently. So what, what, what do you remember about them from the past seasons? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're a very solid team. Um, you know, certainly a lot different than they were a few years ago. Um, their quarterback may be one of the most explosive players in the conference. I mean, he's as much of a threat to run the ball as he is to, to throw the ball, and they've done a nice job kind of, you know, retooling their offense a little bit uh, to uh, to probably, um, you know, have him involved a little bit more than they did a year ago when they had the great running back. So, um, but they, you know, they, they won a game in overtime in the first week and they lost a game in overtime in the second week. So they're, you know, they're, they're, they're playing well, uh, you know, and, and uh, um, we're excited to go out and get after them. You know, I mean, we've always had a, it's been a huge rivalry here. Obviously, you know, the first collegiate game in the state of Maine was Bates Tufts back in the late 1800s. So there's some real significance there as well. Great. Um, well, when you're facing a mobile quarterback like that, uh, from what you've seen, do they design runs for him, or does he, or, or does he do things like Russell Wilson makes something out of nothing? Probably a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I mean, more in the pass game, you know, he may be making something out of nothing. Um, in the run game, they've designed some some uh, a significant amount of runs for him. So um, we're anticipating that. You know, again, they've got a, a relatively veteran offensive line and. and a, couple of backs that, that run real hard and good receivers. So, I mean, it's a, it's a balanced offense. I think, you know, again, it, it kind of all flows through, through him, through the quarterback. 
without giving away what you're going to do. I mean, when you're facing a mobile quarterback, some teams like to put a spy on him. Others might play like a zone so everyone's responsible for certain areas or try to contain him that way. What are your thoughts on you know how to contain a mobile quarterback? It's still Monday. You know, we'll, <laughs> we'll figure that out yeah. as we keep going. Um, you know, we, again, we'll have opportunities to, you know, the, the thing they like to do is they like to try to isolate him in certain situations, whether it's by formation or design of the play. So we'll try to make sure that we have enough guys around him to, to, you know, to take care of what he's doing. So this week in practice, obviously you mentioned it's Monday, but what, what are you envisioning, like, your main message of the team here going forward? Because we talked about how, you know, it's a balance between learning from the last game and just trying to forget about the last game. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, you know, again, it's, as I told uh, the guys after the game on Saturday, you know, it's about, it's about continuing to progress and, and um, you know, whether it's, each play in a game, each play in practice, um, we we need to get better, you know, and um, we will get better. I just, you know, right now it's a little bit painful because we've got some guys that are still trying to learn the the speed of the game, and they've gotten, you know, uh, uh, indoctrinated by two very explosive teams um, in the past two weeks. So it, it'll start slowing down for them as they, you know, they get on the field more and they they understand what their roles are and and um you know the thing we really need to do uh is we need to you know we need to get guys to really cut loose and play faster that's the big thing i think there's some guys out there now that are doing a little too much thinking you know we'll try to keep things simple for them and let them fly around and get after it coach thanks so much looking forward to the game against tufts this saturday thanks the women's soccer team improved its overall record to 4-1-1 one, and, one, and its NESCAC record to 2-0-1 oh, with a 1-0 victory over Wesleyan and a 1-1 draw with number four nationally ranked Williams over the weekend. It's the Bobcats' best start against conference opponents this century and their best overall start since 2005. Senior goalkeeper Sarah McCarthy is our female Bobcat of the Week and was also named the NESCAC Women's Soccer Player of the Week thanks to her career-high 17 saves at Wesleyan and another great performance at Williams. Head coach Kelsey Ross talks about McCarthy's performance and more. Both awards are more than deserved. Uh, the NESCAC Player of the Week probably well overdue as well in her time with us. Uh, she was phenomenal and she showcased what we see every day uh, in our training sessions. She's a shot stopper in the easiest and toughest of moments uh, and she had a lot of those this weekend. Describe the goal that Caroline Bogue was able to score to give you the winning there against Wesleyan. That was one of those coaching moments where you know, this is why we do it. Uh, we knew it would be a physical matchup both on Saturday and then going into Sunday just with the, the doubleheader heat. Uh, so we focused a lot on set pieces and the corner kick was well delivered by Liv. Uh, Bogue just timed it, her run perfectly and the header was probably one of the easier ones she's ever scored. <laughs> And Liv obviously, you know, really helps make that offense go. Got a goal of her own the next day against uh, a team that was in the NCAA quarterfinals last year. I mean, that you guys were able to play Williams to a draw. Do you think you took the East a little off guard? I think that would be an understatement. I mean, we went on the road this weekend to come back with six points, three points for each win. And we knew they had Amherst the day before and that they would have put a lot of energy into that rivalry matchup, which is exactly what happened in the first 45 one of our challenges has been to put a full 90 minutes together, and we didn't do that on Saturday. We played a great second half, but really just sludged through the first half. So Saturday, excuse me, Sunday, we needed to play the first 45, which we did, 
and uh, we did so against a really quality team. Yeah, after they scored the equalizer, it was just about hanging on at that point, it seemed like, right? Sadly, it certainly <laughs> looked that way. Uh, that wasn't, again, our intent. Yeah. And, and part, of, part of our team's charge this year is to expect success, to keep a chip on our shoulder, and then be able to execute a game plan down the stretch. And we had many more moments of that against Williams on Sunday than, say, our Hamilton matchup earlier in September. So we're encouraged. We like where we're at and, and where we're headed. This is a Williams team. I remember last year they started the game with, like, their bench players. Like, they didn't even start for starters. I mean, like, it seems like there's been so much progress made over the course of a year, hasn't it? Absolutely. And that that's a squad who has a JV program. Yeah. Uh, you know, they really – they have a starting 11, but Michelin is quoted numerous times saying any of our kids could really start. Yeah. So, for us, it was about putting our best effort together, and, and that's – not actually what you saw. Uh, you saw glimpses of it, but we, again, we're eager to look at the film later today and, and then get back out uh, against some opponents this week. What makes Liz such an effective scorer for you? She has evolved her game every single year. And so this year already, when you look at how many shots she's taking versus how many are on frame compared to years in the past, it's so much better. Uh, and so her focus as a junior and her ability to improve her game is what makes her really dynamic and the team as a whole i mean what's what's been the biggest difference you noticed from this year compared to maybe last season i think this team compared to last season compared to many other seasons in my time both at bates and before is that this group is willing to put we before me uh, whether it's in training starting lineups formations uh, roles they latch on to whatever we're asking and try to be better at it and, and that's a difficult thing to do uh, because you play the sport for your team recognition, but for yourself as well. And, and they've really just latched on to being Bates Woso, and it's really fun to be a part of. Well, it seems like McCarthy in particular is trying to make sure her senior year is you know, going to go as best as possible. It seems like extra intensity, it seems like. As the seniors go, so will the team. Yeah. Uh, that's something that we, we chat about often. Uh, our men's and women's rowing coaching staff talks about that as well. And this senior group, has that really resonating with them? And so they are one through four, incredibly invested and, uh, and willing to change you know, when we ask them to. Uh, this week you have a midweek game at Thomas, and then you host Trinity. A midweek game at Thomas, a chance maybe to see what some other players can do perhaps? Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we'd hope to be able to get out there and, again, go a high intensity for 90 minutes with some faces that maybe we didn't see as much over the weekend. And then to come into a single Nescat game on Saturday is going to be a treat as we've had doubleheader weekends up till this point. And, and, again, be able to put our full energy into one game, which hopefully people will come out and see. Great. Any other thoughts on this team and the start you've had to the season so far? It's a lot of fun. Uh, and, and longtime women's basketball and women's soccer coach Jim Murphy used to say, winning masks things. Uh, so there's things we need to work on for sure. But again, this group is having a lot of fun doing that. So we're, we're looking forward to the next one. All right, Kelsey Ross, thanks so much. Thanks, Aaron. McCarthy's NASCAC Women's Soccer Player of the Week Award is the first of her career, but she is our female Bobcat of the Week for the second time this year. Female Bobcat of the Week, Sarah McCarthy, join us here on the Bobcast. And first of all, We'll go through the two matches over the weekend, the win against Wesleyan. You had 17 saves in that match. And so uh, were any of those particularly memorable for you? Uh, I don't really know if they recorded it right. 17 <laughs> seems a little high. But um, there was one save that I had in the first half that was pretty memorable. Um, a girl kind of got in behind and 
I was able to deflect it wide, but unfortunately to an, an oncoming Wesleyan player who luckily hit the ball over the crossbar, so got lucky there. And then there was another one in the second half where a girl got free, and I got a hand to it, but I didn't think I got it enough to get it over the crossbar, but then it ended up going over, so that was definitely exciting once I saw that it had cleared the net. <laughs> so with that play like that, or is it like in slow motion, you turn around and look, or how how's it feel in the moment? Yeah, definitely like slow motion. I hit it, and I kind of went, uh, and then I turned, and I heard it hit the net, so I was excited once it went over the bar. That's definitely a kind of sigh of relief. Another shutout for you, I mean, take us through um, how that happened in terms of how your defense helped out as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, Wesleyan had two really speedy forwards, and their game plan was kind of just to put the ball over the back of our defense and then have someone run onto it. So uh, our defense did a really good job of organizing and staying with their marks um, and, yeah, and then just tracking those balls when they did get over because their forwards were really quick, so I didn't really want to come off the line and have a chance for them to poke one by me easily. The next day, Williams, I mean, number four in the country, NCAA quarterfinals last year. Does that match really show how improved this team is, you think? Yeah, definitely. I think it just shows our kind of mental state of improvement from last year to this year that we really are believing in ourselves and realizing we can play with some top teams, not only in our conference, but in the division and... I think it was just really a full team effort and total buy-in from everyone, and the result showed for us. Sudden death overtime period. I, I saw there was one play where they got a free kick from just outside the box. Take us through that play. Yeah, so during that play, I guess the Williams Fords were setting picks on our defenders because when the ball was played through, I looked up, and there were about five Williams girls wide open on the six. Luckily, the girl kind of mishit it, so I was able to handle the ball. But after, I was screaming, screaming, screaming at my defenders. And then after the game, they were like, hey, uh, they set picks on us. That's why we couldn't track them. And my mom was actually at the game, and she called my dad and was like, what's going on? I'm so nervous. And he said, the live cast is on delay. Don't call me. (laughs) So it was definitely nerve-wracking for not just us on the field, but also the fans, too. Yeah, when you're into that sudden death period in overtime, what's going through your mind as a goalkeeper? Because it's a lot more pressure, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's nothing better than winning in overtime, and there's nothing worse than losing. So basically, you just do whatever you can to keep the ball out of the net. What was Kelsey's message to the team after you were able to earn that draw? Uh, Kelsey was excited, definitely. She, um, she reiterated kind of, the buy-in and how we all found it you know double headers are never easy um but her main point was that we have to continue to get better this can't be the highlight of our season <laughs> right I'm a, lot of, a lot of matches to go but most of them are at home how excited are you for that yeah i'm really excited <laughs> i know we talk a lot about um how hard it is to go on the road not just from a playing standpoint, but from sleeping in hotels and trying to get your homework done. So we're definitely excited to be home, have some fans, and really defend Russell Street. Team, obviously, you've, you've had a great year. You're leading the NESCAC in stage percentage right now, but your defense as a whole, who, have, who are some of the key players on there we should watch? Uh, Sarah Gutch, obviously, great to have her back. She's such a strong force, very solid, rarely makes a mistake. Um, she's also very good at communicating and holding the backs together. Um, Maddie Serwa is fr- first year getting some great minutes, really doing good things for us. And the speed from our backs is great. And we've had probably 
I think yesterday we had three or four different defensive lineups, so it's really great that we have so much depth and the ability of people to who don't usually play the position to tuck in and say, hey, I'm going to do what I have to do for however long, and then I'll get a sub. So it's been really good. What do you sense that Williams' feelings were about the draw? Because they must have been like, wait a second, what's going on? Yeah, so <laughs> I definitely think they thought, okay, Bates is coming in. We played a tough game against Amherst the day before. This one won't be as tough. And then we go up 1-0 and kind of rocks their whole world. So I think that they definitely were disappointed, maybe a little bit surprised. <laughs> All right, well, any other thoughts on the weekend and how you're going to use it moving forward? Just hopefully using the momentum, keeping the intensity high, and really focusing on playing as a unit and not getting into too much individual stuff or being too frantic. All right, Sarah McCarthy, our female Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Our male Bobcat of the Week is senior Ben Rosen. The men's tennis All-American advanced to the finals of the Middlebury Invitational over the weekend. He defeated former ITA national champion Noah Farrell in the semifinals before falling in three sets to the defending NCAA champion in the final. Rosen talks about his match with Farrell and more. It meant a lot, definitely. Um, I mean, I, he's a really good player, uh, and I, I found that out sophomore year when I had like a three-hour war with him, and it just didn't go my day that way. But yesterday, um, you know, it was a straight sets win, but it felt like it was a four-and-a-half-hour match, and he makes you work for every point, and I was just happy to play my game and come out on top, but it was, it was a really exciting match. And this is a tournament, obviously you were abroad last fall, so this is the first time in a couple of years you participated in it, so what was it like to be back at, at that tournament? Was it, what, how's it helped the team in general? Because a lot of people play, get to play in it, right? I think that's the best part. Yeah. I mean, everyone gets to play, which is incredible. Because in the spring, you know, the, you can only choose like six singles players, and it's tough. But it's definitely an unusual feeling because even my freshman year I was injured, so I didn't even play this. So this is my second time playing this tournament. Um, and it's pretty crucial because you get to show how hard you worked over the summer. And, um, you know, my coach can use it for, like, some placements to see where we're at. And I think it's a good preview to match up against players who are going to play in the, in the spring. And so it's important to experience, you know, the high level before the winter and before your spring season. And in the final you faced last year's NCAA champion, uh, you lost in the third set, but you really gave them a battle. So, I mean, you must have been fairly happy with your performance uh, in the final as well, huh? I'm, I'm very happy. Um, part of me is also, like, you know, still, still a little frustrated, still a little pissed. I don't know if I could say that word out here, but, um, but it, was, it was an incredible match, and I'm, I'm really proud of myself. Um, and it could have gone either way. It was 10-8 in the super tiebreaker playing to 10 so it was two points and it was basically a battle of attrition I mean it was just about um heart and conditioning and he ended up on top but it was an unbelievable match and my teammates were so loud for me and it was just I, I had so much fun out there well because yeah, at that point they're probably all done playing they all get to watch you huh exactly um <laughs> Alex Kennedy and Nick Glover were finishing up as I went on. They, they made the semifinals of their flights, which was awesome for them, and I was pumped about that. And then people gradually started coming over, and it was a really long match, and they were allowed every single point, and I love it when they do that. But yeah, you mentioned you know, a little frustration because you were very close to knocking off the guy who won the national title. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's you try not to think, the, think about that, and um, but... 
he knows it, I know it, I know it. I mean, I was really close, and he scared me. <laughs> well, I mean, and also he's on his home court, right? I mean, you're, I mean, you've played there before, though. Yeah, I've played there before. It was just an incredible atmosphere for him. Obviously, it was his home courts, but it felt like a home match for me. My teammates were so loud. Great. Well, I mean, going forward, you have ITAs coming up, right? How does that similar, different from Middlebury? Um, pretty similar. I mean, some different teams, some new teams that weren't there last weekend, but nothing that we haven't seen before. It's the Nes- the usual NESCAC schools, um, and I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. I mean, it's at Middlebury, so the same exact site. It's it's going to be like deja vu, but I'm just excited. Um, I think I'm going to switch it up for doubles. I think I'm going to play with Josh Liner, um, who I was one of my good friends, and we played over the summer had some success. Um, so I'm looking forward to that and also like proving myself on the singles draw, too. Yeah, that summer tournament, that tournament you're playing like guys who have already graduated from college or pros, stuff like that. Right, anyone could play that tournament, you know, like 16-year-olds yeah. or... Yeah. 44-year-olds, and um, it was exciting. I mean, we, we played really well. We ended up playing, like, college players back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. One of the teams was recent graduates, but we played really well, and it was on grass, which was different for us. And um, I just remember the last match. I mean, we were right there, and they, they ended up getting the gold ball. The They won the whole thing, but we were right there, and they're not that much better than us. It was just, like, a 2% difference. Well, yeah, you mentioned the different surfaces. Obviously, during the normal season, you're playing on the hard surface, the U.S. Open, basically, type surface. You are grass in the summer. Have you ever played clay? I'm just curious. Of course, of course. Um, but not, it's not, rare. yeah, in college you don't play on clay, right. but I love it. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes in high school I played in it, but uh, yeah, you got to get used to hardcore because that's what you're going to be playing on. Right, for sure. Um, well, just, you know, your thoughts on, I guess, you last because uh, you were abroad last fall, what it means to be on campus this fall, you know, leading into your senior year, it must be good to get that momentum going, kind of, right? Definitely. Honestly, it's a huge difference, um, yeah. and I, I love being on campus during the fall, and I, I said I love, I, I just said I love the fall season because everyone gets to play, and it's really true, yeah. and it's cool being with the team. I get to, like, ease the freshmen in a little into their, their new lives, and I kind of enjoy that. It's something I missed last year when I was abroad. Well, who are the freshmen? I mean, tell us about what you learned about them so far. So we got two freshmen on the team right now, Owen and Alex, and they're both up-and-coming really good players. Alex, um, as I mentioned, just made the semifinals of his singles flight. He's a six-seven huge hitter, and uh, he looks good, and he's a good doubles player too. And Owen um, had a tough match in his singles match this past weekend, didn't play doubles, but he's up-and-coming too. He's a big serve, not as tall as Alex, but good mover and good hands. Well, you're not the tallest player on the team anymore then, huh? I know, it's yeah. crazy. I think last year, Pat Ordway had me by an inch. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not upset about that. I don't want to be the tallest guy. All right, Ben Rosen, Mail Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thanks, Aaron. The field hockey team defeated Thomas College 2 to nothing on Wednesday before beating Wesleyan 4-2 to on Saturday. They suffered a tough 3-2 to setback to number 12 Williams on Sunday to move the Bobcats' record to 3-4 and four on the season. All four of their losses have come to teams ranked in the top 15 in the nation. They've all been by one goal. 
Junior Taylor Loft leads Bates with five goals on the season. I think that our team really showed up to play um, on Saturday, and we adjusted to the field that Wesleyan had. It's a little bit different than our field, so the way that we were able to kind of like change our game plan in a way that still like highlighted a lot of our different positions, I think was really successful for us. Um, we were able to find the back of the net four times, which is awesome for field hockey since it's a pretty low-scoring game. Um, but really just we've been working on taking more shots as a team and being in positions ready to deflect the ball into the cage, and I think that really worked for us on Saturday. Well, the team is a whole, you know, three and four right now, but if you look at the four opponents you've lost to, they're all top 15 teams. I mean, these are some tough opponents. How do you think that's going to help you prepare you for the rest of the season? Yeah, and, like, just another note is those those games have been one-goal losses. So, I mean, at the same time, like, we easily could be 7-0 and right now, and that's frustrating, but it's also motivating because we know that we're able to hang with these teams, and we are good. Like, we're in a conference that's really good, that has a lot of really good opponents, and I think that something that we've seen is a lot of the outcomes of those games are just, like, who shows up that day ready to play, and this is something that we're working on as a team, like, really preparing um, – like for game day, mentally, physically, and I think just like a lot of the drills Danny's been having us work on, like scrimmaging, has been really good too, and I think that as the season progresses, we'll be able to to face these tougher opponents um, with just like a little bit more confidence in what we do, because we are good, and the good thing for us is that with postseason, we're able to face these teams again, and that's something that has been really driving us to success, I think. I was going to touch on that because you've made the NESCAC tournament the past couple of years. Yeah. But this year, I really feel like if you make that NESCAC tournament, there's a legit chance you can make a nice run, right? Yeah, I, I completely think so. Um, we just have so much skill, a lot much, a lot more um, experience than we have in the past. And uh, postseason's a whole different – it's a whole different season. I've said that before to you. And I think that if we prepare well and show up ready to play, that postseason is really going to be ours. Well, let's talk about the experience. You mentioned that, you know, there were no seniors last year. There are this year now. But, I mean, yeah. what's it like to have a team that's almost the same as the previous year, except for, you know, some additional first years? Yeah, I mean, it's been great. We've just really, like, we've been working a lot as a team, um, just really with our dynamic. And I think that that's been really successful um, with just keeping a lot of the same players and adding on. Um, with new freshmen, I think that we've been able to kind of lay down the law and, like, lay down the surface of what our team is and what we represent, and that's been, like, really nice to have two years to kind of figure that out. So I think that the team's in a really good place right now. It's just a matter of facing these opponents and finishing. Tell us about some of the first years and how they've contributed so far. Um, yeah, the first years have been a really great contribution to our team um, a lot of them are forwards which is good we always have plenty of forwards in practice to work on some goal scoring um, Bridget and Lily are great forwards we also have Emily who wasn't here in the beginning of the season but she's back now she has some great stick skills and it's really awesome to see her out on the field Lindsay too super speedy loves to put it in the back of the net with those cross balls so it's been awesome to see and then Els is a midfielder, so it's a little bit of a different situation. Like, in terms of uh, her, like, presence, she is really strong in the midfield. She's uh, super strong as a person, so her tackles are great, and it's nice to see her uh, starting to really mesh with the team and how we play. 
So this weekend you're back home. It must be nice to get some home matches in because a lot of teams have been on the road to start the year, it seems like. Yeah, we're really excited. We unfortunately missed Parents Weekend last weekend, but we have our own this weekend, and um, it's going to be great weather. Uh, we love playing at home. Our families are coming. We have a football game to celebrate after. So, you know, we're really excited to be home this weekend and uh, really go all out against Trinity. Great. And your other thoughts on the field hockey team season so far and what you're most looking forward to as we get the kind of the meat of the season in October coming up here? Yeah, I'm just excited to win and, like, really, really push hard. I think that we have a great team and we can do it. We just we need to, you know, uh, keep working hard and in practice off the field and uh, just really prepare for these games coming up. All right, Taylor Loft, thanks so much. Thank you. Sophomore Taylor Stafford-Smith led the Bates volleyball team to a 3-0 victory over Colby College on Friday. She tallied 13 kills in the win to move the Bobcats' record to 4-5 and five on the season and 1-2 and two in NESCAC play. Yeah, I mean, it was a definitely a big win for us. It's our first NESCAC um, win of the year. Um, we definitely um, wish we could have won against Tufts and Bowdoin, obviously, but, um, you know, we started out the season with two pretty hard matches, and... Um, it's going to be great, though, because we get to play Bowdoin again, and we're looking forward to it. Well, I saw you gave Tufts and Bowdoin all they could handle, though, it looked like. <laughs> we definitely did. We definitely <laughs> did. Tufts was a, definitely a tough loss because we, uh, we beat Mid last year, and Middlebury last season ended up beating Tufts in the scheme of things. And um, we did lose in three, but um, they were three very, very close sets. So. Now, you're a sophomore, so how have you seen this team develop over the course of, you know, from last year now to this year, you think? Um, I think that we are developing great. Um, we have five amazing new freshmen. Um, they all add something different to the table. Um, Delaney, for instance, is coming off of an ACL injury, and she's uh, doing amazing. Um, and you know that um, Jack is a senior, and she is uh, one of our captains this year. And um, definitely will not be the same with any of the seniors, um, but something that... I, as a sophomore, um, that have been taught so far is just the meaning of team and being selfless and um, something that I think that all the seniors, including um, Jack specifically, that uh, they all do great, is just, um, you know, just putting the team before everything and putting the team first. And I think that's something that really does resonate with us um, if you do watch us play on the court. Um, and just, you know, being on a team teaches me how important it is to interact with all of us together on and off the court. And I think when it comes to those certain, like, stressful situations on the court, that's when it really, uh, you know, translates into it. Well, being from California, how's your second year in Maine going? Um, <laughs> second year so far is so great. Um, it is 90 degrees today, so I'm trying to enjoy it while it lasts. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm... Excited to start my sophomore year. You know, I feel like I know where my head is. It where my head is at. Excuse me. Um, in terms of like where my major is and um, you know all that great stuff. But yeah, I'm excited. What have you decided to major in? Mathematics. Mathematics. Okay. Do you have very many fellow student athletes as mathematics majors? Actually, Jordan Camarillo, who also happens to be my roommate, is also a mathematics major, and we did math camp together last year. So we're getting through it together. Math camp. Tell us about that. What's that? It actually wasn't as bad as everyone says. Um, you do meet five times a week, and you do have, um, I want to say, a final every single Friday that could last up to five hours. But, um, you know, everyone in math camp actually, you know, starts to, like, develop close relationships because that is what your short term is. You're just spending time with everyone in math camp. So 
Um, but yeah, it, it was great. Terrific. Now you've got a midweek match here, and then you're at Middlebury on Friday. I know Middlebury, you played them twice last year. Yeah. Pretty uh, close matchup, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So, um, again, last year it was definitely um, a huge, huge win for us, just being the underdogs and all, um, beating mid um, at home, which was great. And, you know, they they came back strong in playoffs. But um, I'm even more excited this year because – Again, we have five amazing new freshmen, and they all add something to the table um, in different ways. And um, I think, you know, when it comes to just, like, our team aspects, that's when we just need to come together like we do and just do what we do and um, come back and fight hard and win. A lot of road matches to start the year, but you got you a bunch of home ones coming up soon, right? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> so I think we're almost at the end of this um, <laughs> off-road season. Um I believe our home um, game stretch is about two weeks, and I believe it starts um, October 6th when we play Hamilton. Um, but, uh, yeah, we play Hamilton, Wesleyan, and Bowdoin, and, again, we're all very excited about it. The men's soccer team fell 4-2 to Wesleyan on Saturday before bouncing back to earn a 1-1 draw with Williams on Sunday. Nate Merchant scored the Bobcats' lone goal in the match, and senior captain Max Watson earned the assist. Watson is a Maine native, and he joined the Bobcast to talk about his leadership style and the team season so far. I'm just looking to pass on uh, the identity that you know we want to keep this team. That we want this team to have an identity um, of working together collectively and not really depending upon one or two team members to carry the load. Um, sure, PJ and I wear the armband, but I think the senior class as a whole has really led this team as a group. Um, and really, we're not looking to have labels define who steps up uh, to make a difference this year. Last weekend, you were able to bounce back from a tough loss there at Wesleyan to get a draw against Williams. What was kind of the difference between the two days, you thought? You know, our, our team has a, a great mentality when it comes to not dwelling on the past. Um, and we put our loss behind us immediately uh, and realized that we could really only focus on the game at hand, which was going to be Williams on Sunday. So we approached that game with a very you know, clean and clear mentality, um, and we got the better result because of it. Uh, you mentioned uh, earlier off-air that you know Merch's goal was all him, but you did get an assist on it, so break down the play for us. You know, Ben Lyons served in a great corner kick. Um, PJ ran across his defender on the front post uh, so that that ball could get through. I managed to get my foot on it, but the defender deflected it. Uh, and as I told you earlier, Nate Merchant, with his knack for scoring clutch goals, was in the right place at the right time uh, and gave us the one nothing lead. Now, you're a defensive guy, but it must be exciting when there's a corner kick opportunity because you and the other defensive guys get involved a little bit on offense, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, we have size this year. Um, so with a few tall guys out in the field, these, these set-piece opportunities can really present themselves. Um, and we definitely want to take advantage of these going forward. Um, so, yeah, as a defensive guy, it's always nice to get up into play. But, you know, I think that my main responsibility, you know, as it kind of says, is to keep the ball out of the net, um, as is the responsibility of the rest of the team, too. As a defensive guy, how do you work with Robbie, you know, on defense in terms of is he yelling out directions or how does that work? You know, he sees the whole field. Yeah. So I can only see what's in front of me. Um, so Robbie's letting me know what's happening on behind me, and then I communicate that uh, to the guys in front of me as well. So we really do communicate as a whole, um, and the team wouldn't work offensively or defensively if communication wasn't central to everything that we do. Great. And then, um, oh, well, you're a Mainer. I wanted to ask you about that. So uh, when you were choosing colleges, what made you decide to stay home, uh, essentially, you know, come shortly from, uh, from Yarmouth to here? Um, you know, growing up and actually playing club soccer, I knew Coach Stu from, you know, I think sophomore year on. So... When it came time to, to choose a school or start my college process, I knew that I wanted a great mix of both academics and athletics. 
um, which narrowed my decision making to the NESCAC immediately. Um, and once I kind of started talking with Stu and started, you know, analyzing the pros and cons of going to a school like Bates, um, you know, the strong science faculty here, you know, the great tradition of, you know, emphasizing, like I said, both the academics and the athletic prowess of their student athletes. Um, you know, it made it made staying close to home a little bit easier. I know a lot of students are sometimes afraid to to stay close to home because they're afraid they'll you know not really enjoy the full college experience. Um, but that hasn't been the case for me. I've really enjoyed my time here at Bates. Obviously, my parents love the fact that they can come to most of my games. Um, but you know, it's nice to to be a Mainer and enjoy what you know a Maine liberal arts college can give to its students. And as you know, a member of the senior class, I have to imagine there's a there's a strong goal this year to try to get to that NESCAC tournament, right? Yeah, absolutely. But you know, as I mentioned before, our team mindset is really focused on taking one game at a time. Um, and sure, I'd be lying to you if I said that you know making it to the NESCAC tournament isn't a goal of ours. Um, but we're really only focused on Trinity this weekend. Well, speaking of Trinity, it must be nice to be back home there this weekend after a couple of road matches, right? Absolutely. We always enjoy having a friendly crowd. Um, so we're looking forward to taking advantage of that this weekend, and we're looking to get a good result. The men's golf team finished third out of six teams at the Husson Invitational over the weekend. They play their biggest tournament of the year, the NESCAC Fall Qualifier, this weekend at Trinity. Meanwhile, the field hockey and soccer programs host the Bantams, and football takes on Tufts Saturday on Garcelon Field. We'll recap all the action next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, Bates, my